0: I haven't always been comfortable being myself Mm -hmm. I've always been myself but I haven't always been comfortable being myself Gotcha. I honestly still get anxious I don't think that I don't know if I ever maybe I will eventually be less like I've always had anxiety Mm -hmm. so I always am like second guessing what people you know like I say something and and then I'm like playing it on my head after that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people do that, but it ends up being ultimately, I just have to tell myself and have worked on this through therapy and stuff like that. Of You know what? Like they're going to like you or they're not. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of it, a lot of being vulnerable and a lot of being yourself really comes with being confident and allowing people to not like you, which can be hard in a work setting when it's tied to your success and monetary value. I think that that really then goes to like being where you're meant to be and all that kind of thing. If someone doesn't uh, appreciate you for who you are and the skills that you have, then you're probably better off somewhere else because that's where you can really shine and that's where you're really going to make a difference and and offer your greatest value. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a, like a balancing act and a lot of resources and and therapy and like self-love practices. Mm -hmm. That all goes into just being comfortable being yourself, I'd say.
1: Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth, mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. All right, let me introduce you to my guest today, Lindsay. Lindsay Nelson is a writer, editor, and content marketer. She is the co-founding editor of a creative literary magazine called Fell Magazine and is a content marketer at Huckaby, a technical SEO SaaS company. She specializes in SEO, social media, and website content. Be sure to go connect with her over on LinkedIn. Mention that you listen to the podcast. It is linked in the show notes. Let's jump right into today's episode. Enjoy. I am so excited to have our guest today. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Nicole. Glad to be here. Perfect. So Lindsay and I met, of course, as you all know, I like to talk about how I met my different guests because I meet people in all different ways and I am a huge advocate for networking. And I saw Lindsay's post on LinkedIn. She was talking about joining Clubhouse uh, recently. I don't even know if we were connected yet, but I saw the post and I said, hey, I'd love to consider... Doing a room together and I was still pretty new at Clubhouse as well so I thought hey great way for both of us to kind of get our feet wet. We actually ended up hosting a room around this topic that we're discussing today so it was a lot of fun. We had some really great people who came in and joined us and I'm excited to bring you the content for today. So Lindsay I'll let you introduce yourself both Professionally and personally, feel free to share whatever you uh, feel is relevant to the audience today. All right, I'm Lindsay Nelson. I'm a content
0: marketer. Currently, I work for a SaaS startup called Huckaby, and I oversee their SEO and content marketing. I also am a co-founding editor of a creative literary magazine called Fell Magazine and just just launched our first issue this past January, so we're really new, but it's a fun journey there. So, yeah, it's basically me. I I identify as like a content marketer and a writer, um just a creative. Yeah, that's that's basically uh everything. Awesome.
1: What do you like to do outside of work for fun? I know we're kind of in this pandemic world right now, but what do you (laughs) like to do outside of work?
0: Yeah. So before the pandemic, you'd catch me, you know, three times a week at the climbing gym. So I love rock climbing both in and outside. And then I love hiking. I love dogs. As many dogs as I can surround myself with is like, (laughs) I'm the absolute happiest in that situation. So yeah and then I love to like write and paint and all the creative stuff, so
1: any I like, kind of bounce around different creative projects. I love yeah. it that's amazing. I just picture you in this place full of a bunch of little puppies and and you obviously having the time of your life.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, before I got into marketing, i for like during college, my job was a dog walker and I used to okay. take dogs on hikes and I had like seven dogs at a time and we did training and stuff and it was it was a blast it was so fun (laughs) oh my gosh
1: that sounds a little overwhelming to me but kudos to you I think I would probably have to have the dogs drag me around (laughs) I love it well thank you so much for sharing that Lindsay I would love to have you share more information about how you found your current role that you're in and maybe how you got started there
0: yeah. So I was actually a English major and I just loved to write. And I started to work for the school magazine or the school newspaper mm-hmm. um, and their outdoor magazine. And then also for a, I did an internship with a chapter called Her Campus. And they are a more kind of lifestyle, uh, weekly article publication. It's like primarily women, but anyone that identifies as a woman or really anyone is welcome and really got me interested in content writing and I I loved it. And then I started looking for jobs where I could be a content writer and found this marketing internship for Huckabye. And I learned a lot there and really started to dive into SEO and more marketing stuff in addition to my writing expertise. But the writing is what really got me in the door and And yeah, so when I was searching for a job, I was really concerned that I wasn't going to get a job because I I graduated college actually recently just during the pandemic, during the, my last semester was actually in the summer and I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to find anything because it was the pandemic and a lot of people were getting laid off, Mm -hmm. but I was fortunate enough to get this internship and I'm super super happy with it. And luckily, it's been, I mean, amazing. Uh, Besides having the
1: opportunity in general, it's been a really fun learning experience and start to my career. Definitely. And this started as how long were you an intern? And then it turned into a full time offer. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, so it was just a summer internship. And I started on with two other interns. Huckabye was actually doing pretty well, despite the pandemic because a lot of people were kind of realizing the importance of SEO and having that as an inbound marketing channel and for long-term growth. So, you know, when you don't have the budget to do uh, outbound marketing, SEO becomes more important. Anyway, so that's kind of why they were able to have that internship program. And I was working with two, like I said, two other interns and ultimately they didn't want to continue. And I did, and they loved me and I did a really good job. So they turned into a full-time position after I was done and
1: hired me on as a content marketer. So, yeah, that's amazing. Now, of course, we kind of talked a little bit about it, of you starting as an intern moving into kind of a full-time role of course all of this is very uneasy with the pandemic maybe walk us through a little bit more of that thought process or behind the scenes of like you mentioned feeling like you weren't you mentioned feeling like oh all these other people are getting laid off but now i'm getting work can you walk us through that a little bit yeah so there's kind of different layers because
0: I think I was really, really worried all throughout my senior year that I wouldn't get a job. And I think that's kind of on any college senior's mind of mm-hmm. am I going to get a job? Like, is this all worth it, you know? Definitely. So I was definitely worried. And then I was supposed to go on a London abroad trip, actually. But I had it all planned and saved all my money for it. And then obviously that got canceled. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of bummed, but also I was like, I might as well look for internships and while i go to finish up online uh school mm-hmm. and that ended up being a blessing in disguise and it just kind of worked out for me then after the anxiety of like am i gonna get a job comes the imposter syndrome of do i deserve this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so i think that that's kind of like really normal though but especially during the pandemic it was like i don't know if i deserve this because everyone's getting laid off and I know I'm smart. I know I I, like I know I deserve it to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. I work really hard. I'm smart. I'm just as qualified as anyone. But at the same time, you know, I also don't think that I'm better than anyone. So I I don't Mm. know, you you know, it's just it's a complicated set of emotions to to work through.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because it goes to show and I know so many people tuning in will relate to that. And I see so often. I was actually sending some job links to uh, someone who I had worked with at least six or eight months ago, uh, and we're still in communication. And as I see jobs, I usually will write down uh, past clients and what they're looking for so that I can frequently send them hey, you know, I'm looking for this other client for some new positions, and I saw this one pop up. Thought you might be interested and it didn't specify that the role was remote and this person instantly said i'm not even going to apply because they don't insinuate that they are remote because they have a location listed and i thought that was really interesting because especially as women we seem to find reasons why we should not Put ourselves out there or apply for something, or uh, I find myself doing that, even looking for roles and seeing, okay, well, it's asking for a degree and I don't have one. Should I even apply? So I appreciate you walking through what that felt like because. You're not alone in the sense of thriving in a pandemic and some people obviously have not had that same experience, but it's worth noting that you should still always put yourself out there and work through that kind of inner self-critic because you're clearly doing a great job here and out of those other interns, they wanted to also keep you, which is amazing. So I love that.
0: Yeah, and I will say, as far as feeling like you don't have enough credentials or and, and that kind of thing, I definitely felt like I was taking a risk and kind of, I don't know, I felt weird mm-hmm. <laughs> applying for a position in a tech company. Or maybe not weird, I guess more like kind of scared and anxious to apply for a position at a tech company When I knew nothing about, I I knew like very little about SEO. This is an SEO automation software company. I knew very little about SEO. Didn't really know anything about the tech industry. I'm a good writer, but I'm pretty detail oriented. I'd call myself kind of a wordsmith, but not like, I didn't know if I could do technical writing. There's all these things that I was like, I I don't know if I like, I'm just going to have a growth mindset Mm -hmm. to the extent that I can and in the interview and sell myself as much as I can and be honest with them like I don't I have this is what I do know this is what I don't but I'm I'm passionate and I love to learn and I'll work hard and then I mean that's that's exactly what they got I set the expectation pretty accurately <laughs> some people I think do kind of fake it till they make it especially mm. with interviews they pretend like they know stuff that they don't know yeah and the I could never do that because when I get there, I want to be able to be like, hey, I don't know this. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. But I think it works really well. That kind of the other approach works well for people that are really good at learning fast and teaching themselves. So it it can work, it can work out. But yeah, for me and like wearing my emotions on my sleeve and all that, that wouldn't work for me.
1: Yeah. And I love that you're saying, I mean, all the things that are exactly what this podcast episode is about, being vulnerable, being authentic, and especially working remotely, you are sharing who you are from the beginning and being authentic. And I think it's refreshing to hear that you can show up as yourself. And when you do that, they are connecting with you in the exact way that's going to be helpful so that when you get hired, they don't, they're not confused. I, as a hiring manager, I've gone through that where I feel like I've never dated on social media and like the apps and stuff, but I kind of feel like I get a little small sense of that when I'm hiring and I'm like, you are not the person I interviewed, you know? So I, I have definitely dealt with yeah. the uh, repercussions and consequences <laughs> from falling for people who are really good at talking the talk and then when you are put into those situations and maybe they aren't exactly the right fit uh, afterwards. So I think it saves you so much time in the interview process as well as the companies looking to hire you that if it's not a right fit because you're being honest that you you aren't comfortable with SEO. You are a very good writer and you're talented on all these different ways. How can I learn these things? If it's something I can learn and grow in great. And if not, then don't hire me. So I appreciate you walking me through that a little bit more and sharing your experience.
0: Yeah. And not to get too far down this rabbit hole of like the interview process, but I think that interviewers can typically tell more than you think that yes we (laughs) can you know like uh especially if you are right out of college they know you're they're not like if they they see your resume they see you're right out of college you don't need to pretend like you have all this experience if you don't like Mm -hmm. you just tell them what you know and what you're willing to learn and i think for you as the person being hired, it really almost always you have imposter syndrome, almost everyone does. And Mm -hmm. that it really helps with the imposter syndrome when you feel like you're actually being honest with everyone around you. And you feel that you're living your truth or whatever. You're not pretending that you have, that you're better than you are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you also know your
1: worth. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. 100% agree on everything because, yeah, you feel so much less imposter syndrome when you feel like I gave them exactly what was accurate. In the job I have right now as a project manager, I work super, super part-time with this company, but as I was interviewing with them and sharing everything, having that self-awareness, but being very open and honest, I was thinking, okay that answer right there, if, if it's not a good fit for them, it's not a good fit for me. And that does help you kind of with that interviewing process. And uh, you're, you're right. You feel so much less imposter syndrome when you're like, Hey, I told you, this is what to expect that. I don't know all of this stuff about SEO versus if you got hired in and they expected you to operate at this higher level and you're not, that is when it starts to get really stressful. For sure. Let's jump a little bit more into that vulnerability side of things. It's one of my favorite topics. And I appreciate you being willing to talk about this today. When did you feel comfortable to show some vulnerability in this position? You've been there almost a year now, right? So when did you start to feel comfortable to open up to your colleagues or to your leadership? What did that look like?
0: Yeah, so I do think that this was kind of a unique circumstance because it was during the pandemic and, you know, people were really starting to actually check in and at least at our company culture, it was more, you know, when people ask you how they're doing, they're genuinely asking how you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was, and then as getting to know people, it was like, they genuinely cared and they were also understanding because everyone is struggling with their mental health right now. And because, This is hard for pretty much everyone. And so it's nice when you have that common ground to open up about, and then it makes it easier to kind of be more vulnerable about other things of like, yeah, I mean, I feel like there is definitely a line of knowing when to share and what not to really, when it's productive and when it's not. I also like being close with my coworkers and that's not for everyone, so that's totally fine. At the bare minimum, it's nice to check in with people and see how they're actually doing. And it helps you be on the same page. Is this person stressed and like has too much work? Can I help? Can we work together better? Mm -hmm. It helps with your overall communication if people, if you're actually aware of what's going on in people's lives. I would say pretty soon in my internship, I started to feel like I could share pretty much initially because because of the circumstance so normally I think it would take longer to work towards that but
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that makes sense I definitely think the pandemic has provided more of an opportunity for people to genuinely check in and for many more workplace cultures to put an emphasis on mental health. Like I mentioned, the project manager position that I have, our CEO was recently going through some things with one of his animals and some family stuff. And had he been expected to host this meeting without acknowledging some of the pain he was going through, We would have all felt that that meeting was very insincere and in a way that not that he wasn't genuine in general because he's one of the most kind humans I know. But what I'm saying is we would have known that what he was saying and what he was feeling were two totally different things. And as you grow in your career And you start to really sit back in meetings and recognize this. And that can be a little difficult sometimes virtually. But if everyone has their cameras on, I encourage people to really see how people are reacting to things that are being said. And are they engaged? Are they not? Do they seem distracted? And being able to follow up after those meetings to really build those connections. That has certainly helped me in my career is I can certainly discern when someone is going through something for the most part and if not you're right it doesn't hurt to say how are you doing and have that sincerity I was kind of laughing I was writing down some notes when you said what people are genuinely asking you how you're doing instead of having it be kind of like a passerby like hey how's it going good like but are you really good kind of thing and I was laughing because I thought well if someone could just let me know by two question marks at the end of that means I really want to know, or like one question mark means I don't really care to help provide some more guidance. Cause I feel that same way when someone's asking how I'm doing, I think, do you want my true, like how I'm doing, or do you want me to be a little bit more surface level and move on to the next subject? For sure. <laughs> I Love it. Have you always felt comfortable to be yourself in the workplace? Uh, You've mentioned that you maybe wear your emotions on your sleeve. Walk me through what that looks like, feeling comfortable to be yourself.
0: Yeah, so I definitely, I'm the type of person that really can't conceal how I'm feeling I'd say Mm -hmm. my face my eyebrows specifically (laughs) like my facial expressions always Uh are very clear of how I'm feeling like when I'm focusing my eyebrows are like super you know like (laughs) furrowed Uh uh, and stuff like that when I'm stressed you can tell when I'm sad you you can tell Mm -hmm. and then I'm just very sensitive and I'm very like empathetic so I try to be aware of everyone around me and also, because I care about everyone around me, I'm just always in tune with that whole space, mm-hmm. I guess. But I haven't always been comfortable being myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be- I've always been myself, but I haven't always been comfortable being myself. Gotcha. I honestly still get anxious. I don't think that, I don't know if I ever, maybe I will eventually be less, like I've always had anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I always am like, second guessing what people, you know, like I say something and then I'm like playing it on my head after that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people do that, but it ends up being ultimately, I just have to tell myself and have worked on this through therapy and stuff like that. of You know what, like they're going to like you or they're not. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of it, a lot of being vulnerable and a lot of being yourself really comes with being confident and allowing people to not like you, which can be hard in a work setting when it's tied to your success and monetary value. I think that that really then goes to like being where you're meant to be and all that kind of thing. If someone doesn't uh, appreciate you for who you are and the skills that you have, then you're probably better off somewhere else because that's where you can really shine. And that's where you're really going to make a difference and, and offer your greatest value but yeah it's it's definitely like a balancing act and a lot of resources and and therapy and like self-love practices Mm -hmm. that all goes into just being comfortable being yourself I'd say
1: right I appreciate you mentioning therapy as well because mental health is so important and being vulnerable means allowing other people to judge you because the opposite side of vulnerability for me is being fake. And it's easy to fake something to a degree for a certain period of time. And it's not as easy for someone to accurately judge us based on something that isn't as real or raw or vulnerable. So I really appreciate what you mentioned there. And again being aware of what other coworkers are going through and how you can also relate and reach out and genuinely care about those people who you work with and for the most part like you mentioned it doesn't matter what other people are thinking of you as long as your leadership or your direct leader is aware of what you're working on or maybe you're working through things with them as well and everyone's going to have those ebbs and flows in any sort of working relationship to a degree. But as long as you're on the same path with that person who is guiding you and who is more in charge of potentially your future there, that's what really matters. And it took a long time for me to get over those outside opinions thinking, oh, they're going to be able to have some sort of influence or judgment on my future pay or future roles. And that's certainly not the case. Yeah, that's
0: comforting to hear since I'm still earlier in my career. So <laughs> it's comforting to hear from someone that's further along. Being vulnerable doesn't necessarily being emotional. Right. Like you can be yourself and that in itself is be- being vulnerable to a certain extent. Like there are levels of vulnerability mm-hmm. and there is a vulnerability that you are with your only your partner. And then there's a vulnerability that you might have with friendships. It, it, it's different for everyone. When you're yourself and you are honest about maybe doubts that you have or things you're going through, it enables the people around you to be a better support system and help you. Mm -hmm. I've definitely noticed that with my coworkers. If I'm worried about something, I just straight up ask them, hey, was that weird that I did that or something? Uh (laughs) Cause I'm just like, again, anxious. So I just ask them and then they quickly are like, oh, what? No, we didn't even think that. Like, and then one, they're in the future, they reassure me and, or they'll give me more positive feedback because they know that I'm a sensitive person Mm -hmm. and appreciate positive feedback. That's how I like to be communicated to Mm -hmm. helps them be better communicators to me. And then two, it helps me not worry about it anymore. It stops being a concern. So I think, yeah, it really helps with communication as well.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And You are very much farther along than a lot of people who are older or uh, more experienced. So you're certainly on the right track. Why do you think it's important to be vulnerable in a remote environment? Sometimes people can't even see you. So why is it important and how do you go about that?
0: Yeah, so I would say vulnerability in a remote environment is very much based on you actually communicating. So you have to actually come out and say a lot more, which is a lot harder for people. A lot of people are used to being in an office. And if someone's drowning in work, you can tell because Mm -hmm. they look like they're drowning in work. And you can pick up on those body language signals and the context clues. But when you're in a remote environment, if they don't tell you that they're drowning in work, you don't know. Mm -hmm. So you have to really, really become an effective communicator both about personal stuff about logistics stuff you know and just like situational stuff of like always letting people know what's going on I mean we're pretty flexible sometimes people want to take a walk during the day because they need a break and they'll just say that you know hey just Mm -hmm. so you guys know I'm taking a sunshine break (laughs) and everyone's like oh yeah cool they understand but like some people I think might be uncomfortable even saying something like that of like oh I don't I want to appear like I'm working at all times, you know, Mm -hmm. or I don't know, you just, you just like have to have to communicate what you're doing and, and how you're feeling and and everything. Otherwise people aren't going to know.
1: Yeah. And I think even as a team member, if you are feeling like you can't be as vulnerable in the workplace, a good first step is to start trusting your Immediate colleagues who you are friends with, who you feel more comfortable around, and you know, test out being a little bit more vulnerable around them. And then, if you don't feel comfortable being a little more vulnerable and sharing some more of what you're going through, maybe it is affecting your work, but you're afraid to mention it to your boss because what if you get fired or whatever that looks like in a pandemic, that's really stressful. So I can only imagine if someone doesn't feel comfortable opening up and being vulnerable because they view it as a sign of weakness or they just aren't there yet with their leader. It is helpful to ease into that and then reaching out to your leader at some point and saying, Hey, Are you available to talk through a few things? And maybe that's even via email, if that's a first step there, I've certainly grown in the last like 15 years, hopefully I've grown a little bit, but there were times where I did not feel comfortable with face-to-face feedback, even if it was mostly good Anytime it was somewhat constructive, I really beat myself up over not being perfect and feeling like I gave it so much of my effort that because it had some feedback that it wasn't good enough and that I wasn't good enough and all of these uh, negative thoughts that uh, I allowed to seep into me, but I've grown over time. So if you're in that position where you're feeling, and this is to everyone tuning in, That if you're in a place where you aren't ready for that face-to-face, being able to communicate that a good leader will want to provide you any comfort that you need. So if that's speaking through email when there's a tough conversation initially or giving you a heads up, I always appreciate it. Even today, having someone email me saying, Hey, I'd, I'd like to talk through this. Here's kind of what happened. If you can start thinking about it and let's meet in a few days or whatever that looks like or tomorrow or later today so that I can be more prepared and part of that like you mentioned Lindsay is having that proactive clear communication so that your leaders or other team members can learn how to best work with you you're not a one size fits all people need to learn how to work with you and they're not going to learn that unless you start to educate them like you mentioned needing a little bit more reassurance on a project maybe before getting some of that constructive feedback or being able to ask a question and saying hey I'm feeling a little anxious around this can you clarify what this meant when you said it and they quickly do that for you because they know that you just need that quick clarification before moving on
0: yeah definitely I agree with everything you just said and i do think when my coworkers are vulnerable with me i really appreciate it mm-hmm. and it helps me work with them better and i also respect them for it so i think that it actually can have more positive than negative and if you just overcome the fear of that it pays off
1: yeah and sometimes you have to be that person that steps into that vulnerable role and I've certainly had my vulnerabilities used against me, but not often enough to where I felt like I should be more guarded or I can't be vulnerable. It is learning when to share and what to share and how to share that and kind of creating that trust in the beginning. But sometimes people do have ulterior motives that as much as you're trying to test the waters initially and, and proactively trust maybe a coworker or a leader, whoever that is, even sometimes our partners and our friends, sometimes that can be used against us and uh, whether that's intentional or not. Yeah. It, it, it can be hard, but it is so worth it. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing your experience in a remote environment, especially being hired into your company during a pandemic and, and everything that's, uh, come of it since then. Lindsay, did you have anything else that you wanted to share about vulnerability in the workplace and why you think it's necessary? I think we
0: covered a lot and I feel pretty comfortable with it and pretty confident that hopefully someone's learned something or you feel more validated with being vulnerable in the workplace. And I really appreciate you talking with me about it today and getting and the privilege of coming on your podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, awesome, everyone. It's been such a pleasure having Lindsay on the podcast today. If you have liked what you heard today, you'll want to tune in over on Patreon. So patreon.com slash next level leaders, we will be posting the bonus question, which is what advice would you give to someone who is afraid to be vulnerable while working remotely? So again, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Nicole. It was so great chatting with Lindsay, and I think it's so important that we bring more light to the fact of being more vulnerable in the workplace, especially in these virtual environments. And a big part of that is building those relationships and then feeling like you have a safe space to be vulnerable and to be yourself. I've discussed this with Rachel and Ashley in a previous episode about showing up as your authentic self and how it can help you get promoted in the workplace, but I think a big part of that is the authenticity. And then today with Lindsay's episode, focusing on being vulnerable and feeling like you can open up to your other colleagues. So if you tuned into this episode today, thank you for listening and for hearing what Lindsay had to say. And I hope that it empowers you and encourages you to feel more confident in being able to open up and trying new things out, especially in these virtual environments. If you feel like Maybe they feel a little bit more cold or that you feel like you aren't able to connect as well. Don't always put that on the other person. I feel like when I have been in different leadership positions over the past several years, it's tough when a team member expects me to do all the work. And I don't always know that they have those expectations if they weren't communicated with me. So I would encourage you as a listener to go back to your team, go back to your team members, your leaders, and figure out a way where you can all start to feel more comfortable with each other. And one thing that I do with my team members on our weekly call i am a team member i report up to other leaders in the organization for my current role and I said, hey, let's do a culture question each week. And it really is a get to know you question, but it's helping each other feel more comfortable and seeing you for more than a name on a screen or a face in a Zoom call, right? You're actually getting to understand and learn more about people and finding additional ways that you can connect with them. We talk about simple things like what's your perfect pizza, or what's a pet peeve of yours, or where would you want to go if you could travel next weekend, certain things like that to find out where we have common ground. And I would certainly recommend you trying something like that out again, figuring out what is going to work for you and for your team, because not every single thing that I'm doing is going to be helpful in other workplaces and for other people. So figure out what that's going to look like for you. And sometimes that's an individual effort of you reaching out to team members and leaders and building those connections. And other times it can be more of a group effort with a discussion around a certain topic. So try different things out, see what works. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out over on Instagram at nicole.harrop. You can always email me as well, info at nicolehairup.com. I would love to brainstorm ideas with you or hear what's working well. Alright everyone, it is the end of March and this was a crazy month. I am actually considering getting a full-time position while I am growing my business Grovio and I'm actually really excited about it. I thrive while being a leader of teams and I have definitely missed being in a working environment more full-time. Since having kids, I've done a little bit of working and a little bit of being at home. And I feel like I've always at least had some sort of job and I enjoy working. So some people enjoy being able to be a stay-at-home mom and some people like to do a little bit of both. So uh, I'm definitely in the boat where I feel most fulfilled and showing up as my best self to my husband and our children when I have some separation of being able to get work done and as well as being a mom and being able to be present with my kids. So I am actually back in the job market, which is kind of crazy. I have one of my coaching clients who I've been working with and we kind of laugh together when we're going through the struggle of applying for jobs and if you're not hearing back and all that kind of good stuff so it's fun to Really, test some of my different theories of cover letters and resumes and whatnot. And I've been getting some pretty good feedback so far. It's nice to hear when you help create resumes, and the person reaching out to you says the main reason that they're reaching out is because my resume looked so great and stood out. So that makes me feel good. But yeah, I am looking for some full time work remotely right now so that we can have the kids in either part-time or full-time daycare and they can get a little bit more social uh, at least they have each other here while I am doing some work and working on my business and working on my podcast but it will be nice to have a little bit of that separation as well to uh, really focus and get work done and not be so distracted and then when I am done working being able to be 100 present with my children so I am excited about that change and that direction that I'm heading while I will still be growing the podcast and growing my business. In the meantime, it honestly wouldn't be me if I didn't have several things on my plate as far as different ventures that I'm excited about. I Always enjoy working and working on different kinds of things or different events or whatever that looks like. So, this is 100% normal to me to be taking on some additional things and really making sure that I have the time set out for work and the time set out for my children and my family. So, I am excited and looking forward to that. So, I will keep you posted on my progress. If you're currently looking for work, I understand like it's not always easy to find work especially when looking remotely it's so convenient that you get to work from home and kind of be in your own element but at the same time having remote positions opens up the opportunity for so many others to apply so the competition is way more intense So if you have any questions or want to reach out to a coach and have some help along the way, I'd love to help you. I'm excited. I'll be doing an interview with one of my clients, but being anonymous because she is leaving a toxic work environment. And in order to speak more freely, we will be keeping her information anonymous, but I think that you'll get a lot out of that as well, because she'll talk through what that's been like without having a coach. And then after hiring uh, me to work with her. So, Anyway, I am excited for that and all things to come. So yeah, I appreciate you tuning in each week. And if you haven't already clicked subscribe, I guess they might be changing the word subscribed to follow because some people think you might have to pay if you click subscribe, which is not the case. If you follow or subscribe, that's great and uh, share the podcast with more people out there, uh, either a screenshot or sharing some content from mine on Instagram or sharing my actual profile. I really appreciate that. Again, the goal is to grow the podcast and be able to bring you more amazing guests and uh, yeah, go from there. Thank you again for being a loyal listener and I hope we can connect in more places. All right, until next week, we'll see you later thank you for tuning into another episode of next level leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.harrop. I love to see it. And it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.